welcome back to another episode of Hey Alexa. Today I have Lindsay Lees, an independent author of the dystopian novel, The Willing. Today we're going to talk all about her book, her process, and how she got into writing. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? Hi, Alexa. I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Yeah, thank you for coming on. I'm excited to hear about your novel. I, I'm huge reader. I love reading and I'm also my, a writer myself. So it's fun to like get to talk to other authors about their process. It's the best. Yeah. It's part of the reason why I went into an MFA program, like not necessarily because I knew what I was going to get out of it, but just the opportunity to uh, it, integrate with other writers and have that immersive experience for sure. Yeah, no, it's awesome. So tell us a little bit about you and like kind of where your writing journey started. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And um, I think probably from a young age, I was always on the more uh, creative, um, wanting to express myself through writing and um, loving poetry and literature and, you know, really reading books more than watching TV and (laughs) really getting engaged in the literary world in a way that I guess the people around me, the kids that I grew up with weren't as much. Um, Right. Yeah. And um, I didn't really like start committing to to writing until I was out of high school, probably. But um, once that happened, then um, I don't know. Yeah, I spent a lot of my time staying in and on my computer and sort of creating stories. And um, I kind of had not the, uh, the most conventional childhood. So I definitely was writing a lot about my experiences and translating that and sort of uh, processing all of the emotions mm-hmm. that, that came with, you know, growing up in sort of a, a difficult situation. And, um, <clears throat> and one story led into another story and that sort of helped to yeah. give me a foundational um, skill when it came to writing. And, and that's where this published book kind of, blossomed from it's like your version of journaling definitely yeah yeah like instead, then, yeah instead of journaling about let's say your day-to-day or just how you're feeling that moment you would do stories yeah based absolutely. off of your feelings or based off of your childhood yeah which I think is like so vital in a way especially you know when you are younger and you're trying to understand your circumstances and mm-hmm. being able to process and heal and not bottle things up or repress anything, you know, it's all just, it's one of like the most healing forms of, um, yeah. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. it's like, it's just very healing into your childhood and things that you've gone through. It can be healing to you, like your own form of therapy. Totally. I, I highly recommend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so were you, when did you start the, your writing of your dystopian novel and how did you yeah. come up with the idea of your inspiration? 
Um, yeah, so that was sort of a, um, I started writing it, uh, like committed to writing it because I had like ideas for it probably mm-hmm. in the beginning of 2012. Um, and that was, that was a mix of being exposed to different uh, situations. Like, um, I mean, a lot of the story is about totalitarianism, about government control, about basically what's going on now <laughs> in a way in a way you know <laughs> it's speculative um but and then of course the whole side of human trafficking and sexual slavery yeah. and at that time a lot of the things that were happening in Afghanistan with ISIS were very prevalent in the media and so you really got a glimpse of this sort of just horrendous treatment of women and yeah. what that 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 even could exist in this world today was just so fascinating and terrifying to me. And I, and as a writer and an emotional, highly sensitive person, um, it just got me thinking, it got me thinking about what the uh, long-term effects of that psychologically are and what the, um, you know, potential outcome of that sort of abuse, long-term abuse could turn into. But then also juxtaposed to um, the cultures that are very accepting of of subordinate women and having women in a certain place and living in America and knowing that we we are exposed to this form of... um, of uplifting women and equality and all of that. And yet, you know, there are plenty of cultures more so, more so worldwide that prefer to keep women within the confines of a certain behavior. Um, So yeah, I, I, I took these sort of concepts and, and came up with, with my story and then, um, in November when there was the National Novel Writing Month, which I had discovered in 2012. I just said, let's do it, I'm gonna commit. So um, 50,000 words in the month of November and I got like a first draft, you know, a messy, just all over the place, the the beginning now, you know, chapter eight in the book, but, (laughs) but you know, it was like the, the foundations of a story together. And I thought, okay, well, you know, I've got something here. Right. Yeah. So um, 10 years after that, it finally got published, you know, it went through (laughs) many many iterations and, and a lot of self doubt. And it was this, you know, should I be doing this and, and questioning, but, um, but it did finally come together with a lot of help from, from, other writers and institutions and you know it did require quite a lot of support to uh have the courage to really yeah yeah it was self-publishing too it's it's the opposite so you're paying for everything and doing everything up front where like if you were with an agent because I have two self-published novels too so I put them all through Amazon and um it was fun I liked it I, I feel like I had way more freedom and was was independent instead of having to listen to people want to change and do things. Yeah, there was a lot of um, 
turmoil, you know, as far as like, do I want to do it traditionally? Do I want to wait and see if somebody, you know, is going to have faith in the story or am I just going to put it out because I am in a position where I can make that happen. And, um, and also, yeah, wanting the freedom to have control over what happens to the story and, and how it's interpreted and, not wanting other people's. Um... Custom designs by Alexa is more than a custom product. Each one represents a story or memory. When you buy from us, you're creating something with a memory attached. Maybe it's the proud accomplishment of graduation, a token of a wonderful mother you are, a special Father's Day present. You are making a special memory or feeling that lasts a lifetime by buying with me. And because I want each of you to get to feel that, I'm offering you 10% off your next order with the code Hey Alexa. Sort of influence to change right. my I was gonna say opinion, but it's not opinion, it's influence. I couldn't think of the right word, but yeah, for sure. Um, what has been the hardest part and the, your most favorite part of this whole process? Um the hardest part. The hardest part is marketing the book. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's not the writing process. It's not the The editing editing. process. No. No. Especially as an introvert, you know, I am so uncomfortable (laughs) putting myself out there in the spotlight. I don't want to like bother people. (laughs) I mean, there's all of those aspects to it that make it very difficult. Um, And doing things like podcasts are, are great and talking about the book is great. I just, I'm not a huge fan of social media. You know, I just like, <laughs> you are literally speaking to the choir. I yeah. literally feel the same way. Everything you're saying, I literally have felt the same way. Yeah, definitely. It's hard. It is very, very hard. I just want to like hire a team of people to just like control my social media and like do it for me. You know? I know. Cause it's like, you're always thinking of, you have to think of what to do. And it's like, you finally do it for this week. And then it's like, oh, now it's the next week. And so I do it again. And it's just like, and then the editing. And, ugh, I just, yeah. It. I want to <laughs> be able to like focus on it all. But at the same time, I, I want to live my life, you know, and like right. to do with it. Or write your next book. But it's yeah. hard to write when you're having to market the, the book. Yeah, exactly. How's it been doing? You know, not bad in some, in some aspects. Um, I've been putting it on um, like book bargain sites where you do like a 99 cent promotion. Yeah. And those do really well, surprisingly, you know? So it's like, I mean, the analogy for me is that it's like this train coming out of a station and you just have to like gain momentum and it's not like something that just happens overnight, you know, as long as you're steadily, making steps to to get the book out there that you know eventually it will find its place you know but there has to be there has to be some small amounts of work you know sort of every day every week you know something just to to keep it in the in the eyes yeah uh there's it's so oversaturated the market's so oversaturated you know I know and it's funny too is because we I had a brain fart I don't remember what I was gonna say but um no it is it's very crazy and it's hard and it's like 
Oh, because like when you put on the bargain sites, it's like you feel like I don't want my book only going for 99 cents, but the more people are buying it, the more you're gonna end up making. So it ends yeah. up it might seem like that's not a lot, but it could actually end up being more than if you did for $4.99. Oh no. And then not enough people buy it. So yeah. it really ends up, it's like the quantity over quality. And also Amazon reviews. I mean, they're so essential. They're so essential and you need them to like keep yourself in the algorithm of the site and um, getting reviews is really, really difficult. Really difficult. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. And then I like see these authors that I find because I'm in Kindle Unlimited. Okay. Um, I think my book's actually in Kindle Unlimited, but I also love Kindle Unlimited for myself. Yeah. And, like I'll find all these authors and it's like, a lot of them were self-published and now they're like huge. Like one's getting a movie done for her book. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to talk to her. I want to know what she's doing that like, yeah. and a lot of it's the story too. It's, it's obviously the writing and, but it's, it's just a lot and, but it's fun. Yes. Now, I mean, definitely it's, there's this sort of pride involved with it, you know, knowing that you've accomplished, you know, this thing that most, most people don't, don't, don't get to, you know, yeah. they, they, they hold themselves back from, from reaching that point. And there's plenty of reasons, you know, understandably why that would happen, but you know, For sure. there, yeah. Do you ever feel like, cause obviously you're a published author, but do you ever feel weird saying it? Or did um, you win? No, no, I'm not necessarily like, you know, I, I'm a, I make no money, but, <laughs> but I'm a published author, you know, like there's that aspect to it, but I don't know. It's like, you have to, it's like visualization, you know, you have to believe it for it to be I true. Know. Yeah. I'm getting there, but for a while, it's like, I almost feel like, um, not a fraud. It's that other saying that they Imposer, do. It's like, right. yeah, it's like, you have all these, like, I'm not in the same level as like Nicholas Sparks or, but I'm also a published author at the same time. So it's like that imposter syndrome. Yeah. yeah. But I'm working on it. <laughs> like, I know yeah. I'm a published author. Like, I mean, there's no other way to say it. I published two books. Like I'm obviously an author, but it's just yeah. so weird to you think. You have a podcast about writing, you know, like yeah. no, you're, committed, you're in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what, so do you have any new books in the works, any other writing? Um, no, you know, I, uh, I, a lot of feedback I get is that I need to have a sequel to this one, which is cause I've definitely like left for me, it was a closed ending, just the sense of like, mm, no, you know, like things, yeah. things aren't working out the way you think, but, um, there's definitely room for a, potential I did I think yeah, <laughs> I definitely left it open for the potential like oh well what could happen but yeah I don't know I guess I'm sort of waiting you know for the public to be interested enough to to get me to write it you know that's yeah sort of, yeah but um uh yeah it's just not really my focus right now I'm like re- I've been married for a year. We're starting to try to have a family. And yeah. so I just, and my headspace is just different. Not, right yeah. Now. I yeah. understand. No, I totally get it. Plus the I, marketing side is very time consuming. <laughs> yeah. Yes, very true. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on. And I want to just um, ask you a couple, play a game. Just a couple okay. quick questions about you. Um, rapid fire. So the first one is drink of choice. 
coffee. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite movie, TV show, or bowl? Um, I would love Modern Family. We've been watching a lot of like Modern Family lately. Yeah. You know, I could just watch that over again. But there's actually like a British version called Outnumbered. Really? Which, um, yeah, you can see on Peacock, I think. Okay. And that is hilarious. Like, oh. it, it definitely, it was, I think Modern Family was inspired off of it. Um, okay, so that was on first. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It came out in 2007 and Modern Family came out in 2009. And you definitely okay. see parallels in the episodes, even though they're very different. But the... The children in Outnumbered, they're, they ad-lib a lot and they were just sort of filmed like doing like and saying just things that like little kids say. And it's just, it's brilliant. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. I might have to check it out. That sounds Yeah, I would good. recommend. Um, words of advice to your younger self. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's so much. Um, <laughs> you know, don't try so hard. Don't try so hard to fit in. Don't try so hard to not be genuine and authentic and try to prove yourself to other people. You know, I had so much of that growing up of like feeling like I just wasn't good enough. And I had to Mm -hmm. make up things to make myself look better. And, you know, it was all just such wasted effort and just be authentic and don't worry about what other people think of you. Yeah. I love that. Um, what five words to describe yourself? Uh, creative, nurturing, um, bold, bossy, and um, strong. I love that. And the last one is what does success mean to you? Success means feeling confident in your choices and secure that you've made the right decisions and are comfortable in whatever socioeconomic position you find yourself in and not relying on other opinions to persuade your decisions and um, yeah, just being, um, being happy with the choices that and, and paths that life takes you on. Yeah, I love that. And last question, where can we find you and your book? Yeah, so um, please, Amazon, if you happen to buy the book on Amazon, uh, please leave me a review. <laughs> I definitely need some reviews to, uh, to keep my, my algorithm up in the, in the website. And, um, but you can also get me on Barnes & Noble, Apple Books, Kobo. Um, my website is um, thewillingnovel.com. 
And I primarily use Instagram at lindsleys42. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. This was another episode of Hey Alexa. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.